this is where I come from as a radio person that's been in radio off and on 27 years. Even when I do podcasting, I still feel like I'm in radio, even though I'm not transmitting through an AM or FM tower. Streaming online still counts as radio to me. And podcasting still feels like radio to me because we're still using the same equipment that we would use to broadcast, except we're doing it online as opposed to doing it through airwaves. It doesn't make any difference to me. It's still radio. And the fact that radio, people are discovering social audio as if it's a brand new thing. It's not. What we're doing right now is people are just gotten tired of Zoom calls and video chats and all. And now it's resorting back to audio again for whatever reason. Periscope actually had an audio version, but it was only available for iOS. It was never available for Android. And now we have Twitter that came in with their beta spaces, and now Facebook's coming into the mix, and there are other social audio apps. So we're getting saturated with the next new trend. It's not a next new trend. This has been going on since December. But again, we talked about last week, that was a proper use of but again. As you know, that's a crutch of mine. I'm trying to catch myself to stop doing that. So Clubhouse has become very popular. It's getting a lot of subscribers, as we know. And that's okay. I can appreciate people actually enjoying doing what is essentially radio. But it doesn't make any difference why radio as a format or as a, as a medium could not be able to go ahead and avoid this possible scenario from happening. Offering an opportunity for people to go ahead and transmit and broadcast and be interactive. Use the phone lines. Use those Telos phone hybrids that you have in your studios. Use those nice Wheatstone control boards. Use those nicely constructed studios that you don't use that much. God forbid you have radio studios and all these stations. And they're barely even used except for voice tracking. Because it's more important about the automation that you're running in each station and making sure it's all taken care of. But really, the studios are just nothing more than maybe for commercials and for voice tracking. Nothing live. Nothing of the components that you need to go and do a live radio show. You can do a live radio show. And you can make it popular. And you can do it where everybody can listen to it. And still put it out online. But people want to be able to do this. So we are... Social audio is basically constructing amateur radio. It's basically amateurs getting to do radio. Podcasting in a format where you will go ahead and record it and you edit it and you produce it. But now we're going to go and see the real barrier because we're going to see now the filter of people that can actually go ahead and provide what I hope people on social audio that are listening to social audio want. They want intelligent Good conversations, informative, funny, something interesting. Not a whole lot of dead air. Not a whole lot of time where you're just kind of just shooting the breeze and you're not really there for anything else than just a house party, if you will, like the app. That you're actually, if you're going to do a seminar, you're going to do a webinar, you're going to do something that's going to make people go and be interactive with you, then, yeah, you want to have something to be able to go ahead and keep people consumed for a couple of hours. But the other problem is with social audio, that's just my opinion is who's going to moderate it? Who's really that good at keeping a conversation going where you have all these people, a lot of egos in some cases, that are going to want to be able to talk and they might talk over each other. 
Now, I'm sure this doesn't really happen. But I think about in the business end, you know, people know how to go and do speaking engagements at conventions, sessions, educational programs. People can do that. But then anybody else that gets to do this on here, how interesting is that going, that, that going to be? And you also want to be able to go and do good enough where you can monetize because Clubhouse has now started monetization. We'll talk about that in a minute. But overall, social audio is here to basically replace radio. Radio doesn't know what's going on. They're completely out of it. As I talk about all the time in this program, it's basically what I've it, the basis of what brought this program to light is because I wanted a platform to be able to talk about radio and complain about it only for constructive criticism for it to only get better. But it doesn't. And as long as several companies, which happen to just change their names for whatever reason, now we don't have Intercom, we now have Audacity or, or Odyssey. And then you have iHeartRadio. Let's not call them what they were, CBS or Infinity, or let's not call them Intercom or Clear Channel because they're synonymous with some bankrupt radio companies. Odyssey sounds like something different. And the same thing goes for iHeartRadio because the apps, because of the streaming platforms, because of the podcasting that associates with these platforms, it's like Comcast not using Comcast anymore and changing to Xfinity. When you have to go and take your tarnished name and you have to switch it around, that tells you how bad things are. But social audio, it's fine. I haven't gotten the chance to get on it. It's also, you have to be in the club for it. You have to be an iOS user. You have to be dedicated to Apple. You have to, and anybody that is with an iPhone probably has an iPad or a MacBook Pro, or MacBook Air, or something else Apple-related, because that's just what it is. You are one way or the other. I've been Android, I've been Windows all my life. If it didn't cost so much, probably would have an iPhone, or I probably would have a MacBook, but it's a cost quotient, and it's also a branding thing. It's like a designer brand. If you don't have an Apple, there's like something wrong with you. I don't think that way. I'm a nonconformist, as I have said on this program before. Social audio, in a radio perspective, it is radio. And I would just say for anybody that's out there, just like I said right now, social audio needs to be engaging, thought-provoking, entertaining, informative, and, and fun. Hopefully people know how to do that. Because anybody now can do a podcast, but there is another level to be able to do live programming and to keep it compelling and keep people around to listen to your content on a regular basis. Because people's attention spans are only so long right now anyways. Last week I talked about, or no, I talked about on my one of my podcasting series, how people's consumption of media now more than ever. TikTok, for anybody that's basically under the age of 40, people on average will watch TikTok an average of what, 89 minutes a day and television 84 minutes a day millennials gen z's so millennials and gen z's they're watching more tiktok than they're watching television and that was because of a pitch deck that had come out 
that TikTok can provide it. TikTok can provide it for advertising purposes. And the marketing showed as such. Fascinating information. I should bring it up here on the program, but if you get a chance, take a look at the one of my podcasting episode I just did recently on are people watching more TikTok than they're watching TV? And that's where we are. So it's not just the fact of watching shorter content, which was the idea of Quibi, but even when you do Quibi, you got to be able to do good short content. And you got to give people a good reason to go ahead and pay $5 a month for it, which we know during the pandemic was one of the biggest media casualties of 2020, of the whole pandemic. And coming from the pandemic is Clubhouse. So will this work? Is this just a passing fad? I don't see how it could be not a passing fad. This is popular now. Will it stay popular going forward? Podcasting, I don't feel like has ever lost its spot. What's more important to me is that podcasting, it's going to get its mainstream rub and then it's going to just die down a bit. People are already kind of taking it down in the first place. Joe Rogan's lost some of his appeal because he's on Spotify and I think going away from YouTube might have been a mistake but he's making a lot of money so it doesn't make a difference and then after that I don't know for me also has to go and bring on certain guests that are I don't know how interesting it'll be but I get I can tell you that ever since he moved to Spotify after they took the shows off of YouTube I stopped watching Joe Rogan I haven't watched him much and I haven't bothered watching the clips just not interested Nothing against him. It's just that I'm not into the show right now. I just, in January, decided to go different direction on some of what I watch for media content. I have barely even touched Netflix this year. I've been doing other things. And I've also consumed myself so much. What's going to be good, uh, on a little tangent, is that the movie theaters are coming back where I am. My Regal Theater, right next to my house, is opening this weekend. I'm pondering between watching Mortal Kombat or Demon Slayer or watching both. Plus, I still got to watch Bob Odenkirk's movie, Nobody, which I guess I could watch eventually when it gets up on streaming here, but I don't want to watch movies from home. I'm not that kind of person that does it. I like movies when I can see them in a movie theater. Some movies I'll watch, but I prefer to watch movies in a movie theater. It's my deal. It's what I enjoy. New movies especially. That's what I want to watch. I'm always thinking ahead of time. And then when it comes to nostalgia, even for music, I have to hear new music. I don't want to go ahead and go back and be nostalgic and go ahead and have to go and look back at, you know, what was supposed to be the better days, the, the good old days. I don't want to do that either. Not my cup of tea. So social audio. I want to see what we're going to be talking about this this time next year. Are we going to be talking about it as much? Well, it's going to probably be around because Facebook and Twitter have decided to jump in on the dance. And now what makes Clubhouse very very important is it can be monetized so let's talk about the story from digiday one of my free free articles i can read this month digiday and your paywall which is why i don't bring you up that much on the program because you make me get a paywall you give me a paywall all the time how about giving me a free account guys come on so anyway kameko mccoy i'm going to give you the club the plug here digiday.com the effort to monetize clubhouse is in full swing the $4 billion audio app recently announced its first monetization feature for creators. So they're launching a newly launched third-party app 
that facilitates deal making between brands and influencers on the app, allowing Clubhouse hosts to monetize their content via partnerships with brands. So it's what Clubhouse creators have been discussing since the app gained popularity late last year, allow creators to make money. So the startup selected 25 Clubhouse clubs to add to its network. Clubs are typically led by one or two creators to work with brands, and in this case, range from less than 2,000 followers to just under half a million followers. Club Market's network includes creators like Christina Holder, who manages the women, and that's women with an X instead of the E, in Business Club with 310,000 followers, among others. Those 25 were selected from more than 500 inquiries from creators looking to for sponsorship opportunities. More than 100 brands that were interested in sponsoring creators to promote their product. We don't know what those brands are. Club Market is an affiliate with Clubhouse, and a lot of the deal-making is done by hand, connecting brands and creators over emails and calls. However, the startup has plans to build a digital marketplace to roll in the coming week with profiles, payment booking, and everything you would expect in a marketplace. So Clubhouse already has its own payment solution in which users can tip their favorite influencers. Club, Mar Club Market will offer three types of sponsorships on Clubhouse, including branded rooms, shoutouts, and co-hosting or interviews. So commercials or product placement. This is nothing new. It does make sense to have this happen. So real-time ads. But can they do the same thing that radio has done forever, but when it was still good? I listened to air checks where I listened to DJs from 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even 2000s. More 90s and back. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Deregulation. Before deregulation, specifically. When you look at the time that was going on with radio then and the way that you could advertise, the way you could promote products, you had live reads, you had people that were able to go ahead and promote products in such a way. One of the best examples of that is Howard Stern. Even today on Sirius, you can have him doing 10 minutes of ad on satellite radio. Satellite radio, where they're already paying $8 a month, $10 a month, I forget. And on top of that, people will still sit through 10 minutes of ads after an hour of content. And that's whether it's live or recorded. Think about that. If you're good, you can get people to go and listen to ads and you can get them to support and patronize these sponsors. As we know, Advertisers already have enough time, as we talked about last week, about trying to be able to advertise because the networks are not giving, they don't have enough of an audience. They might have all the inventory in the world, but the audience they have to watch those commercials as opposed to the ad space that's offered in streaming, which is very little if you're watching a freemium service, but they're buying subscriptions to not watch ads. So how do these ads get in front of people? You're going to have to use streaming. YouTube obviously has ads, but then you can also subscribe for no ads. The option of no ads is something important. But if people are going to go ahead and sit through ads, you need to make them good. In the 50s, 60s, into the 70s, you would have commercials that would blend into the music. You would have jingles. And there are so, some amazing jingles out there 
that I can think of that used to be so good that people would remember, and that's how you would remember to go and buy a product. It's what it was. It could be beer. It could be gum. It could be pick it. Pick a nutritional drink. Pick whatever you want. But there were jingles. There was ways for you to go and create a compelling, interesting agency ad. Not to mention, when I listen to a lot of the programmers and the content creators of the day, when I think about Saturday morning cartoons, and you think about the likes of William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, they created cartoons for 40 years across various networks, all Saturday morning cartoons. And to think of all the different brands that would work with this, these guys to go ahead and build whatever product you want. And the sponsors would push the content to the networks because they wanted something that would be good to be able to promote their product.